This is Three Girls, One Keith. We got me, Amy Schumer. We have Bridget Everett. Does anybody make Keith laugh other than Keith? Rachel Feinstein. Bill Murray gets your puss a tremble. Isn't that what you said last night? Keith Robinson. I cry like a baby. We're all comedians. Hell yeah. These three people are my my best friends. And I'm I say that with so much shame <laughs> and regret. Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh! Oh! Oh! It's Keith. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome one. Come one, come all to Three Girls, One Keith, which is comprised of us girls, Rachel Feinstein, comedian, Bridget Everett, hey. singer, entertainer, hilarious person, and me, Amy Schumer. Uh, just all around angel and supermodel. And Keith Robinson. Oh, I thought you wasn't going to... A comedian. Yeah. The Thank comedian. The, the... Of our generation. Absolutely. Okay, so this is this episode's a little bit different. A very special. Three girls and one Keith. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I sent out a couple texts like a month ago saying, hey, we're going to be recording on Martha's Vineyard. And I asked some people who I know spend some time here. And one of those people I texted was Bill Murray. And he wrote back, tell me where I need to be. And then I called him and he answered. He said, hello. And I said, hi, this is Amy. And he said, I'm, I'm getting on a train, talk fast. And I said, well, we'd love for you to do the podcast. And he said, I think Sunday works best. And I said, okay, but everyone's coming on Monday. And he said, I don't know the answer. And he hung up. And I thought, okay, that sounds like what I've heard of Bill Murray. And then I got a text from my assistant on Sunday at about noon saying, Bill Murray just called me and he'll be over in an hour. She doesn't know how Bill Murray got her number. All of a sudden we started scrambling because nobody was here yet. You guys weren't getting in until that night. We weren't supposed to record anything till Monday. But luckily our crew and editors got here just in time to record this last minute unconfirmed interview that I got to do when I hung out with Bill Murray. I'm very jealous because I'm a I love Bill Murray so much. I think uh, we could probably go around the horn and we'd have some other Bill Murray fans. So it was um, sad that we got to miss the opportunity. I'm really uh, frustrated. I was I frustrated. Think- <laughs> I only had an hour to prepare and I had Keith, to shower. I think Keith's beef. Okay, this is Kevin Kane, our producer. Keith's beef for this episode was that he was traveling with me and Rachel <laughs> while you were hanging out with Bill Murray. Well, I was yucking it up with Bill Murray. You were yucking up. Rachel made me miss Bill Murray. Is that true? What time did you guys get here? How much later than? He's saying because I had to pee once, and so he says that that made. It was like four hours later that we got here. Yeah, but but (laughs) Rachel had to. Oh, I gotta pee. I gotta do this. Now listen, Bill Murray. When you get to a certain point in life, you go, "Who would I really want to meet?" And I think that he makes it on a lot of lists. Bill motherfucking Murray. I'm disappointed. I want a hug from Bill Murray. Did you get a hug? I got a hug. Ah. And it was beautiful. I'll remember that hug for the rest of my goddamn life. Goodness. Shit. I think the most compelling, impressive performers are funny actors who can do the exact opposite and kind of stop your heart. And and I think that's like a really rare thing that he has. A performer you just look at and you just love them. He could yeah. be hysterical and silly and like a champion of the weird. And then at the next moment, he's breaking your heart and you're weeping. This, this is, is a, a big, big deal. Get. It's a big get. This is a huge get. Bill I mean, Keith always worrying. says there's no one that really gets his vag trembling. But you said <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray does it. You said Bill Murray gets your puss a tremble. Isn't that what you said last night? No. 
Lousy with a Trumbull. <laughs> I like Bill Murray. He was my favorite at one time. And now who's your favorite? Tom Hanks. What? You're going Tom Hanks over Bill Murray? No. Ugh. I like Tom Hanks now. Can I like who I like? And y'all like who? Can we do that? I like Tom Hanks. But Keith, you, just, you set it up like there's been a change for you, like something happened. Yeah, when did you transition from being a Bill Murray fan to a Tom Hanks fan? Because I thought Bill Murray got too serious of when the Buffalo wrong. Where the Buffalo wrong? He wanted, like every comic wants a serious movie. What about Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, but Tom Hanks never was like. So you think it's a more funny. logical leap from for Tom Hanks going from bosom buddies to Philadelphia? <laughs> like, what's, what's the difference? Let's be honest. Keith sees Philadelphia as a comedy. <laughs> he's psyched. He's like, "That's my hometown." Yeah, yeah. he's just looking no, at the background and the extras. What? He didn't actively say, "I'm gonna, I want to do something serious." Well, Keith, I think you're afraid of your own weep. You got a little uh, weep yeah. inside I've you. Never wept at a Bill Murray movie. What about never. a Tom Hanks movie? I cry like a baby. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you can't be trusted, Keith. Does anybody make Keith laugh other than Keith? <laughs> oh, no. Who makes me laugh? Yeah. Wanda makes Keith laugh. Wanda. Wanda and um, Look, Tom Hanks. Yeah, we just wanted you to say <laughs> that. Rachy Rachy makes me laugh. Aww. Rachy baby. Rachy Rachy makes me laugh. <laughs> Test, one, two, test. Hello? You're here. Miss. You're wondering why you said yes to this. Uh, no. No. No, I'm past that. I'm past all that. <laughs> I'm past wondering why I got, got myself over here. I didn't really think very long before saying yes, so. Thank it, you. I, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a big problem. All right, cool. Well, I'll just ask you some questions that I'm interested in knowing the answer to, and if the, I, I see from your notes that there's nothing written down yeah, on a so, piece of paper. Right, I was this hoping something would be, come to me. This is going, you're going deep here. Yeah, okay. yeah, I really have nothing. The first thing we should say is that there's a fan running in this room in order yeah. to keep it cool in here. It's a muggy day here, very steamy, and we're both covered with perspiration, not unlike something out of uh, The Thin Red Line. Also Jane Goodall's film, Planet. Monkeys Like Me. Monkeys yeah. love Jane. Yeah. So... What was Somebody. your most your most satisfying work experience? Like with the finished product, what you're most like the most satisfying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Golly. I really felt like the well, in the movie business, I really liked this one I did with Jarmish called Broken Flowers. Yeah. I love I thought, that movie. I thought I could never do any better than that. And I really thought that's the end. I can't, I'm done. Right. I was kind of looking for another career. Mm -hmm. And nothing came up. <laughs> no other, there were no other applications yeah. submitted, although I did fill out an application at P.F. Chang's at the Atlanta airport because I think that's the, one of the great places. To do what? Just to work there. Just they're, any job. Just, it looks Buster. like they're having the best time yeah. working at P.F. Chang's. Yeah, I guess so. Bridget, who is one of the hosts of this podcast, worked mm -hmm. at the very first P.F. Chang's. Really? Yeah, and she's... She's pretty proud of that. That's good. She's an amazing singer. You have to see her. That's pretty good. So if Wes Anderson, like, does he have to say, can you read this script? Or do you know whatever project he's going to do, you'll pretty much do it? I haven't read the last few. I don't think at first. I mean, I basically say yes. and yeah. It's not, I don't want to be like Jerry Lewis. What time? What do I wear? <laughs> what time? What do I wear? That was what we used to, Schaefer used to joke uh -huh. us all the time about. There's a couple people like that too. I mean, he's 
one. Jim Jarmusch is another guy like that. Yeah, what were your observations about the Wu-Tang Clan? And coffee and cigarettes. I, I really love most of the vignettes, but, but them saying people are going to know you're Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill M.F. Murray. Yeah, those guys, <laughs> they, they branded me, and I get that all over the world now. That they say from, your full name. Yeah, that my, full, my, all my baptism confirmation, all my names, all yeah. my nicknames all at once. But those guys are great. And um, I took the RZA? them. RZA and the Jizza. And I took them for lunch that day. And they'd never had sake. Really? Yeah. So I proceeded to buy a big bottle of sake. And they Did you ca- drink it warm or, or room oh, we temp? Were, we were drinking it cold that mm-hmm. day because it was a hot day when the set was hot. So they drank a lot of sake and came back drunk, but it was not a factor. Alcohol was, they'd never been drunk on sake before, yeah. but it didn't really matter it's because they were, drug, they were already right? operating on a certain central nervous system right. uh, attitudes to begin with, which they compounded in the afternoon, which made their performance even more genuine, mm-hmm. I think. You know? Oh, my God. But they were fun. Yeah, I love those, those guys. Yeah. What so was good. your favorite role you played in a Wes Anderson movie? Hmm. Let's see. What did I, I have to kind of work backwards. Well, that Steve Zissou job was pretty great. Oh, my God. That was a very challenging job. It was a really hard job. almost killed me. Not killed me, really, but it was a really hard job for a what, lot of reasons. Were you filming on a boat a lot? Like, were you actually on, boat, on, on the sea, water? On the water, Whoa. yeah. Yeah, in the water, on the water, on the boat. Oh, my gosh. Willem Dafoe in that movie, when he says, are you two fighting? Are you two fighting? And then Royal Tenenbaums is one of my all-time absolute favorite movies. Mm. And your role in that is pretty great. Well, every actor wants to play a cuckold. You know. <laughs> yeah, just like the worst. <laughs> you know, saddest. wait, is this my part here? Great, <laughs> great. You tell me this is. Oh, oh God. what an opportunity! <laughs> it really was. It was pounding. Oh my God! It's really great. So, my least favorite question is: Were you always funny? My my question for you is: Was your sense of humor always like kind of celebrated, or did you get in a lot of trouble in school? Well, I went to uh, school with uh, Catholic school with nuns, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say it was mostly uh, it, there was more trouble. Oh yeah, and I was always given the last seat in the last row, the farthest from the center of the action, so that I my, whatever distractions I had wouldn't necessarily central. Yeah. Did you feel like maybe you were a bad guy, or did you think they're wrong? I'm funny, and this is fine. Well, I thought the latter. I was sort of self-educated. I, you know, I remember looking at my test scores when I was in fourth grade and it says, I just graduated high school. What am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like, you know, having a baby, it's like, do you have any advice for me as a parent? As a parent? uh, Today's today's, uh, note on the calendar would be, maybe you don't need to say, what do you say? (laughs) About thank you and please? Yes. Why? Because it instills a sort of automatic, like a brain response to what is an emotional thing. Mm. And it sort of takes the kid out of the real part of himself that should be responding. And look at, look at how many, how, maybe there's proof in how difficult it is for people to show gratitude. Like, like one of the great failings is that people are just not grateful for their life, for starters, yeah. or yeah. for who's helped them or whatever. Right. What was something that was important for you to show your your kids, like comedy-wise? Was there anything you were like, you have two sons? 
Oh, no, or, I have six. You have six, six sons? Yeah. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about that if yeah. you don't want. Yeah. Okay, your kids, what was it important for them to see? In terms of funny? Yeah, like that you were like, this is important to me that you guys Well, watch I did drive this. cross country with the two older guys, and I played them the history of rock and roll. I had one of the first, like, videotape camera things you could stick a video in. And I had to explain to him that, you know, Guns N' Roses didn't start at all. You know, <laughs> it, it didn't begin with Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I want you to see, see these guys, they're called Led Zeppelin. A lot of mm -hmm. those same licks, you know. And he goes, they do sound alike, don't they? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but like I didn't, I didn't really understand. My dad used to watch all the comedy shows on television. They were all on. And I watched them sitting next to him. And he had a very... He was hard to make laugh. Mm -hmm. He had people thought he was really funny. Yeah. So he himself was not easy to make laugh. You had to be good. And there were nine children, so you there was a lot of competition for humor. That's why so many of us have really got a little kind of advanced skills because he yeah. was so tough. Would you have to surprise him into laughing? Yeah. Well, that's laughter is often a surprise. It's mm -hmm. the, it's the, it's what you're not expecting. It's yes and no at the same time. And they go and when they hit, you go, oh, that's yeah. funny, you know. But I, I got to, he used to watch everything, but I never really appreciated Jack Benny uh -huh. until much later. Yeah. When I realized, oh my God, he's much better than everyone. His right. timing is sterling. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, his timing and what he did. So he's only on, he's on Jewish television now. But to watch his timing and stuff, and I show them that. Did some, they watch The Muppets? You were in The Muppet movie, right? No, I was not in The M Muppet movie. I don't think. You weren't? I, I, I did something, but I don't rem I don't think I was ever in a you Muppet movie. You did some Muppet I, related. I wish they did. Uh, I went with Gilda once to when she was on the Muppet show when they did it in London. Yeah. That was a great show. They did amazing music on that show. Great musical numbers and stuff. Do you, how do you feel people ask you I worked with Frank about... Oz, though, who was Miss Piggy and all those things. He directed yeah. movies after that. What's I feel that? very connected to Miss Piggy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch TV? I do. I'm guilty. And what, I'm, what are you watching? I don't watch anything that anyone else. I just I, I watch the Turner Classic Channel okay. all night long. Yeah. I mean, the Jewish Television Network is great because, in, in addition to Jack Benny, which mm -hmm. is spectacular, they also have that crazy workout show. That the guy says, from Hawaii, and now we're going to do nine more of these, eight more, <laughs> seven more. That guy. Where he's working out outside Outdoors. on the circular mats? Yes. Oh, my God. That I haven't show. seen that in a long time. Yeah. I also enjoy watching Family Feud. Ooh, I love Family Feud. And Well, I don't know if you're... I'm going to give you my little secret, which is I okay. record... I can come home and I've recorded... 61 episodes of Family <laughs> Feud because it's on all day long. It's on all day long and it had, by law, it has yeah. to be on all day long. But then what I do is I take the time to fast forward uh -huh. oh. in each episode all the way to Fast Money because that to me is the excitement part of the show. You skip the preliminary I skip, I skip, rounds. I skip the early rounds because they're always a little bit, I don't, I don't, I don't always respect their tactics. Yeah, because sometimes it's like one person said it, and that's on the board if one person in a mall said it. Yeah. Can I brag for one second? Were you on an episode? And yeah. What? Oh, great. On, I played it against, partners? my partners were my brother, sister, sister-in-law, and very close and, family and friend. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, <laughs> yes, of course. Al Franken, the whole, the whole Senate at the time. No, um, and I did Fast Money. I mean, they make it easier for celebrities, but... I know that. But being on that show was really fun. Great. And so who are you up against? Kelly Clarkson and her family. She's a okay. singer, yeah. 
And so you you won the game. We won the game. And Spoiler. Then for, and then for uh, Fast Money, you won the 20 grand or whatever the heck it was. We won charity. some amount for charity. Great. But I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fast Money. Yeah. It's really fun. Do you do the crossword? I do do the crosswords, yeah. Yeah. I noticed you're doing a crossword right now. Um, <laughs> is that <laughs> um, at home, at night, what do you like to do? I am really, when I'm home, I'm, a, I'm about the laziest person in the mm-hmm. world. I'm a, do you just, work out? I do, yeah. I do. I try to make my legs strong and mm-hmm. my, my glutes strong because I have oh, to stand yeah. up straight. I have to stand up straight for two hours. That's hard to do if you don't have the good uh, foundations. Why do you have to stand up straight for two hours? Well, you have to be on stage for a couple oh, yeah. of hours, so you can't, you can't be you can't really slouch, and you've got to be able to. You almost have to be springing out of your feet. Yeah, you, have you to need be, to be in good physical shape. You got to be in good physical it's true. shape. Yeah. Do you play sports? Uh, do you like well, to play I used basketball? To play a lot of basketball, but I broke my fingers, so I haven't played much in a while. I used to. You broke all of your fingers? Well, not intentionally, but I broke a couple of them, so I've had to. I've got to re- readjust my shot somehow. But uh, what do I like to? I like to play golf. Yeah. Which is to me is a great pastime. You get to walk. You can also take a cart, and you can put a drink in the cart. Ooh. But you go out with just a couple of friends for a few hours. The phone doesn't, you know, no one's allowed to have a phone. So oh, you I didn't know that. It's not interesting. And you, you're out there in nature. You see birds and bobcats and trees, <laughs> wow. trees moving. And it's beautiful. You see the sky and... And the grass. It's sort of in the grass. And it's sort of a mind-body exercise. You have to pay attention to your body to play the game. Yeah. And you learn a lot about people... You know, like you do playing poker. You learn a lot about people playing poker, right? Yeah. You see how, what kind of, you get kind of interesting. Do you want I, to play poker? Yeah, I brought, a, I have some cash on me. I, I know you're a roller. I, I'd like to play yeah. some poker. Okay. But I, you learn a lot about people playing golf. And I, not to get into the man and woman thing, but I think women think that golf is like brutal and boring and dull. The, man, the men wear ugly clothes and they're just chasing around your little white ball. I do think that. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Oh, so, but there is some character involved in that you have to report your own score. It's a game of self-report. What did you have? Five. Does six, everybody whatever. lie? Not everybody lies. But when Do someone, you lie? I lie about a lot of things. <laughs> but at golf, I'm pretty, pretty straight. You try to keep it pretty straight. I try it's to keep it pretty straight. It's an exercise in honesty. Yeah, it's an ex- It really is. It's an exercise of, con- of conscience and honesty. And. And when you play with someone that cheats at golf, it's so stunning because wow. it's very rare. It changes it's sort of, your whole... Absolutely. You can't yeah. have anything to do with that person anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't have anything to do with them. I mean, you cheat on you cheat on your taxes. You cheat at work. You cheat on your wife. Eh, all these things happen. Right, you but cheat golf, at golf, it's over. That's it. I'm finished with that's it. That's disgusting. Yeah, that sickens me. We've been playing volleyball here Tuesday nights. Oh. And one of the women lies about the score. Wow. And I have seen that in volleyball. I have seen that. And, you know, you got to choose your battles. <laughs> um, so, and do you, re- you read? Do you have, like, a book kicking no, around I don't. usually? I used to read. I read everything until I was, like, 12 or 13. And I think that's how I kind of got going, and that's, I think that's what pretty good. That's some good advice is just let your kid keep reading yeah. all night long. I would read all night long. I would read by the hall light on the yeah. stairs What all kind night of stuff? Long. Anything. I was fascinated with how people got to be who they were, what they did. Now, obviously, those biographies that I was reading in school libraries and so forth were 
you know, the little jelly donut, you know, they were just a little on the sweet side. They weren't, yeah. they weren't telling the dark side, or, and sometimes even the most interesting side. But I was, I played Franklin Roosevelt in the movie a few years ago, and I had to, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. and I thought I knew who the hell he was, and then I read a significant amount about him and found out that I had very little idea. That, he seemed cool. <laughs> well, he was He, he was had a amazing. lot going on. He had a lot going on, and you know, you, depending upon how you want to look at it, you know, he had like some romances and whatever. Yeah. Not, I don't feel that to be, you know, his wife had romances too. Yeah. You know, she they, was maybe gay, right? They were maybe everything, but still, they were extraordinary people. Yeah. Who gay who, who did felt so an much. obligation to do so much, and this, I mean, I just I'm boring because I'm fascinated by no, this. No, I'm obsessed this guy with the Roosevelts too. Got, well, my sister had polio, so he had polio. Yeah. And he had polio when nobody knew anything about polio. Was your sister paralyzed? Well, she had muscles paralyzed. Yeah. And so she had to walk with a brace as a child. She, I mean, it's heartbreaking to see this video of her at two and a half where she's just this bouncy girl. And then, and then I remember going to visit her. Back then, do you talk about how sick it was? I went to visit her with my mother in the hospital. And as we left, one of the treatments was that they put her into, like, not boiling water, but scalding water. And you would just, you just heard her screams as you walked down the hall. And that's what they thought worked back then. Jesus. It was horrible. It was. How old was she? She was, well, it happened when she was two and a half. Now she's, now she's an adult and she's the happiest girl in Wilmette. Yeah. She's sweet. What do you think about Teddy Roosevelt? You know, his, his, he had a he had really bad asthma as a yeah. kid, so his father made him smoke cigars and juggle, <laughs> juggle juggling pins. That's his dad. Oh my god! All right, have another stogie. And so he made him smoke cigars to make his lungs, and it worked. He ended up yeah. being a bull moose and Jeez. a hunter and all those things. He created the national park system, which yeah. is who else got around to that? You know, and no. if he hadn't done that, you know there. Then there was a world war and everything changed in the world war. And then there was, hell, we had prohibition right after that, right? Yeah. This wow. is my understanding. I could be way wrong. Maybe I'll have a drink and think about it. I'd it, love it to have a, a drink. It was a surprise to My great-grandma was a bootlegger in New York. Really? Yeah, their liquor store is still on 54th Street, Schumer's Liquors, across from um, Wait a the minute. Monkey Bar and the Alizé Hotel. Minute. I had an account at Schumer's Liquors. That's your family's? <laughs> Come on. I'm not kidding. On 54th Street? Yes, it is across from, from it used to be the, the Grand Wii was across the street and the Monkey Bar was right there. Yeah. I had an account there. Come on. I'm not kidding you. And they delivered uh -huh. four bottles of champagne to my office at Saturday night every single week of the show. That makes me really happy. It was great. I had a great account there. Yeah, that's That so was cool. fantastic. And I would go right there right after the show. I'd go up there and all my guests would come in. We would listen to the spinners. Yeah. Have a couple of drinks, and then we go to the party. We'd finish off the four bottles, and we go to the party. Did you do stand up? No, I never did. Never. I always, I always figure when I lose my mind, that's when I'll start to do stand up. Yeah, that's when I started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's everyone just you know, it's rare that it, it just seems so hard. One of my sons said, "I want to do stand up." I said, "Come on, please." Good. That's and I introduced good him advice. to uh, Elaine May. We went yeah. and saw her play on Broadway. Did you see that? No, I heard it was oh, amazing. You missed that one. She won. I know. I well, wasn't in town. I had you a baby that cooking. One. Yeah, I had a baby. How long are you going to use that excuse? Another two years. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she, she said, "Oh, do you want to do anything?" He said, "I was thinking of being a stand up," and she said, "Oh, it's so hard." Stand ups so hard. She's one of the funniest people there is in the world. Ever. Yeah. It's hard. I, it's. I, don't, I used to watch people. We, I used to go to Catch a Rising Star and those yeah. places and watch people 
there's a singer girl who became a rock and roll star. Who, and she was a stand-up? Uh, and she was a waitress at Catch a Rising Star. Oh, God. What's her name? Shoot shoot it at me. Shoot it. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's going to occur Judy to me. Tenuta. Anyway, she would get up and, yeah. and, and, and the guy would say, we got a special treat for you. <laughs> Our waitress here is going to get up and sing a little song for you. And she would do Stairway to Heaven, which is a really, wow. really hard song to yeah. sing. And she would kill it. Yeah. And then she'd go back and then people would be like, hey, Thanks for that. You know, then the tips would really start to flow because right. they saw that she was really something. It's like a stripper Pat of strippers. Pat Benatar. <laughs> I did not think you were thinking of Pat Benatar. She was a waitress at Catcher Rising Star. Yeah, that is so cool. And she really has made. She has serious pipes. She got yeah. real pipes. Is she hit me with your best shot? Yeah, that wow. was trying to shoot me. I was trying to get hit me with your best shot. So. Oh, <laughs> shoot me in the head. Is there anything that um, anything no one ever asks you that you wish they asked you? That I wish they'd ask me? Uh, you, want, you want me to help you uh, throw out some stuff? No, <laughs> if there's no, you know, I want you to be, that's you wanna, really do you nice. Want, do you really need all this stuff? You want me to help you throw some of this junk out? No, I, I just feel like this is an incredible opportunity and I mm, want to make sure that's I... That's right. Uh, what's like some advice you would give? Or maybe like a general life philosophy? Do you have anything? Yes, I, I picked up a hitchhiker the other day who asked me for some words. <laughs> and I was like, Can oh. I have some words? I said, great. I said, great. I got, oh some, I got some words for you. Get out. <laughs> get of the a car. car. <laughs> yeah, get a job and get a car. Uh, <laughs> I threw to her what was my latest thing, and it landed somewhere like six or 10 feet beyond her. So I didn't really. So what I said basically that day was, you can't keep it to yourself, you know? You can't keep it to yourself. But then later I thought about it. Why did that not land with this person? Why did that not make any sense? Why did what I was trying to get across not work? And I thought, it, it, not for that person, but for myself, I thought, well, you can't keep it to yourself, but sometimes you need to. So there is this duality that you have. You have to, uh, you know, you got to pull yourself together in the real sense of pulling yourself inside of yourself. Yeah. You gotta get inside of your skin. And that's where all the action is. You know, you don't live there, you live here. Yeah. However, you live just outside of yourself. There's like a, a yard around you yeah. that affects people. Like if you stand next to someone that's going through it, you mm -hmm. feel it, you yeah. feel it. So that, literally the vibration of that person is there. Now, how do I get back to, you, you have to, you can't keep it in. So you've got to sort of express yourself, but sometimes you don't need to express yourself and it's the control, the denial of it that lets you see what your automatic way of behaving is. Like what's something you wouldn't, where you, you feel like you shouldn't express yourself? Well, I, you know, when we're talking today, I think, well, am I like repeating myself? Uh, there's certain sort of like, you know, here's a story for you kind of thing, you know, oh. that, am I, is that, I don't think so. And well, I'm, not, I'm trying not to oh. be that way, but sometimes you go like, oh, I could just sort of echo that thought that I feel is important or, or that a way I've expressed a certain mm -hmm. idea before. And it's, it's really just going to the locker and getting something out and throwing it out there. Right, as and opposed if you feel to like doing that. Letting whatever you said to me sort of land and just stay inside and like bounce around a little bit and see... See if something else happens. Yeah, see that if feels something good. Other, I, something else is affected by it, you know. From being someone who's been interviewed and done some press and stuff, I try to be really aware not to 
hope for some result or answer. Mm-hmm. You know, from yourself or no, from whoever I'm speaking uh. to, because you know, when someone asks you something and then you feel like you're almost letting them down with the truth or like you're not <laughs> producing, you know. That is a bad feeling, Amy. I'm, I encourage you to continue. <laughs> I, well, so in those interviews, like say you're doing like for a movie, you yeah. have to do say 25, right. 30 in a day, something yeah. like that. And then you go to a table where there's 12 people. I get and angry. You, do, you Well, what, why do you get... I mean, I think first of all, it's, it's not professional and I need to just get better and get over myself. But also, yeah, it's really hard to to stay authentic. It's sort of kinder to give the interviewer what they're looking for, but it feels bad. To, it just feels dishonest or something. Well, I, I, I understand that. I've always tried to make everyone different. I've watched, you can watch other, you know, other people in your cast doing their interviews, and, and, and you watch them, and I've seen people give the same answer to the same question yeah. 20 times in a row. And I think I would jump out a window before I could do that. Oof, I couldn't do that. It's such a bad feeling. Well, Unless the, you're with someone else and you know how torturous it is and you're well, both but like... That's the idea of like you can't keep it to yourself, but you yeah. gotta... You, but you, sometimes you have to. Yeah. It's the most boring part of being in a movie is doing the interview. Which yeah. anyone could But if agree. I like the person... But you miss the opportunity to meet a person or to affect a person or just to have an exchange with another person. You have it's to... True. You know, you feel, you should feel like it's a day's work on the job because yeah. you're working the job. Yeah, you, it's you should feel as tired at the end of the day as you feel at the end of a movie day. You should feel like you have nothing left. Yeah, it gets me really depressed. What part? I don't know. Like, I guess you just well, had a baby. We have to follow these. <laughs> we have to follow these. We need these to closely monitor that you're giving here. Also, yeah. the nature of the projects that I've done I think is so personal yours are very personal and too. it's like what does this mean for all women what does this mean for all women who aren't skinny it's a lot of like really questioning who I am you're getting asked questions where you have to answer for yourself as yeah. a person all the time right not, it's not just not, about the not, project not to you know Jenny Lefebvre is a character <laughs> you can't go there with it you've got to it's, they're really asking you about you yeah. so you're always getting poked and it always feels like a little judgment in the questions. Like, yeah. how dare you be the one to speak for anything? Yeah. That kind of feeling. I know that feeling. Yeah, I've that feeling. That myself. I get that. I've gotten that a lot. Who are you to tell us what we're supposed to think about yeah. anything? Yeah, and you're so, like, okay, well, then, you know, don't watch it. I'm just watch a, a different movie. I'm just a person. Yeah. And they gave me this little ID card that says, I get to speak my mind. Yeah. That's all. So right. it can be really simple, but... I'm just following uh, my card. But it is hard after 20 days. Yeah, my, here's my card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you ever experience unrequited love? Unrequited love, yes, I have. I've, I've been on both sides of it. Yeah. Like, I've loved someone that didn't love me back. How old, me how old are you? Much. Too old. <laughs> <laughs> it, was not, it, was not, it was not kindergarten. How long did the pain of that last? I don't know. It still it's gets still me. Smarts. It still gets me. I still see... You know, I think about someone, I go like, jeez. Well, whenever you put on Wheel of Fortune, it is Vanna White, is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you have been on the other side of that. What's worse? What's worse? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's a very good question. Thank you. I think that it's probably worse to be the object because, uh, I mean... 
if I love someone and they don't love me back, it's like I feel like, how could they not love me back? I'm, I'm, the, I'm, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. You yeah. know, I'm not the worst. Not the best, but I'm def- I know I'm not the worst. Yeah. Maybe it's their problem that they don't see how wonderful you are. Yeah, you know? and like one day they will see how wonderful <laughs> oh, no I kidding. am. No kidding. And with tears <laughs> oh, and with yeah. a, probably a sharp knife right through the heart. And that'll be the day. Yeah. But the other way you feel like the way that I... I refuse unrequited love or the way that I turn it down or don't allow it, it's never satisfying. I always feel like a child. You know, I yeah. feel like you feel like a teenager, like, oh, you don't feel very enlightened. You well, don't feel people very... always have notes. I feel like if you've broken up with them or you don't have feelings for them or whatever, they're like, it's fine that you don't want to be with me anymore, but telling me this way, what, you know, like it's... Oh, yeah, notes on the show. The, yeah, the focus on... I'm just going to give you my notes on the way you handle this. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. But I really, you're, they're just sad. You. But I have gotten those notes. I have gotten notes, and it's the notes that you don't get, the notes that you see with just a look that really, really club you. Yeah. Those are the ones that really, really do the damage where you go like, boy, I'm well shy of a full human being, Yeah. How do you feel when people ask you about Gilda? I would think they would ask you all the time. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I, you know, we had an amazing time together and, yeah, you know, I just miss her. Yeah. You know, I just miss her. She was really something. Mm-hmm. She gave a lot to uh, her friends. She was a good friend, really good friend. Okay, all right. Did I we you, sweat in this room I, long enough? We sweated in this room long enough, yeah. We sweated long enough to, to we, we got enough done. <laughs> I really hope you don't regret it. I, I was No, perfect. I don't think so. I don't think I said anything. I mean, we'll find out. Well, I'm really grateful, and I don't want to be someone who's like, one more thing, another thing. But yeah, okay. it would be fun to play poker. Okay, I'll do if it. If you feel like it. You know, it. this Wednesday, Wednesday might be a good... This, this Wednesday's good. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, you're doing good stuff, and I, I, I've been enjoying your uh, movies, and keep keep going. And Thanks, Bill. All right. Yeah, this was great. Okay. That was really cool, wasn't it, guys? So cool. I mean, I can't believe that happened. You don't nod, Keith. It's no microphones. Come on, no, support I don't know. me. That was I beautiful. That you. was actually really beautiful. So, footage go, hey, that was really great. We're like, yeah, well, we missed it. Yeah, I, I know understand. you missed it. All right, you know what? I hope it was good enough, and you can find us on Instagram under the number three, girls, one Keith. And check out Bridget Everett, Rachel Feinstein, and Keith Robinson on the road, separately. Separately, but equal. Oh, come on. (laughs) Stay strong. Talk soon. Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Bart Coleman and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio. Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, Sweat, Samaya Adams, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode. Believe me, boys, we never forget freedom isn't free. It comes with the one cost and the redeeming your coupon for the puss nasty bitches. (laughs) Mm. Mm.